okay, I've been waiting to announce this for a long time, but I'm so excited to finally announce this. Small business heroes, you're not going to want to miss this one because on October 10th through 12th, yes, that's just happening in just a few days, I will be hosting my only live PR masterclass of the entire year. That's right. This is the first live one that I've ever hosted this entire year. So if you want to learn from me live and workshop your PR strategy so you can get your business featured in the media for free, you're not going to want to miss it. Go to www.gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass to register now where you can sign up and get tons of bonuses that I've never before announced. And you get to learn the exact strategies that I've taught thousands of founders on how to get featured for free on magazines like Shape, Vogue, Allure, Business Insider, Forbes, New York Times, and so many more that I don't have time to name. But just remember this, sign up at gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass, and I will see you live. And you will never think about PR and visibility the same way again for your business. So get ready to be transformed. What's up, small business heroes? I wanted to share this episode because half of our PR members are product owners and half are service-based entrepreneurs. Now, as you know, the thing about gift guides and product guides and how it can get featured is something that I get asked all the time. And so this episode is a re-airing of my interview on my friend Jacqueline and Mina's podcast called The Product Boss. It is a top podcast for anyone who makes products and they have an incredible community with coaching, mastermind, and digital courses for anyone that has a product. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording. Welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my awesome co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So friends, we are really excited to bring to you a very special guest today. We have Gloria Chow. She is a PR mentor and award-winning pitch writer who teaches early-stage founders and business owners how to hack their PR with her proprietary three-step CPR pitching method. And this has helped thousands of bootstrap small businesses get over a combined one, wait for it, this is like Austin Powers style over here, one billion organic views in top-tier outlets such as New York Times, Vogue, Fast Company. Company, Forbes, and more. Now, I know a lot of you out there have always thought, how do I pitch myself? How do I get into gift guides? How do I get PR without having to hire a publicist? So we're so excited to have Gloria here today to help us sort of start to think about this and strategize. So Gloria, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. We're so excited that you're here. So in part of your bio, it says that you're a former U.S. diplomat. I have never talked to a former U.S. diplomat. So hello and welcome to the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm going to sit up a little bit straighter, I feel like. <laughs> if anyone's thinking of a career shift, this one's for you because that is as dramatic as it gets in terms of switching careers. So tell us about that. How did you go from a diplomat to then someone who's working in PR and just crushing it? Well, you know, I just love to be everyone's unofficial hype woman. Like that's always been my thing. And so communications, I've always wanted to work in that. I actually used to be a film producer before that. Um, But I always was interested in policy, diplomacy. I grew up bicultural, bilingual. And so I thought my path was going to be that very kind of, you know, 25 year with a pension government service person. And I found myself deeply unhappy with all the bureaucracy and the red tape. And I really wanted to do something else. And I thought PR was great because it combines kind of what I love to do, which is to hype people up and also my communication skill set. So I must have applied to over a thousand jobs. I mean, I have the LinkedIn receipts to prove it. I had people referring me and they all were kind of very confused by my experience. And of course the PR agencies want you to have cookie cutter agency experience, which I didn't have. And so I was like, you know what? Let's screw this. Let's roll up my sleeves and figure it out myself without a Rolodex, without any kind of introductions. And I literally started cold calling. And I mean like Google, 
Googling newsroom CNBC and calling the operator and perfecting my pitch thousands of times to where they would just stay on the phone with me a little bit longer and a little bit longer. Of course, I've had phones slammed in my face. And I think that's really what spilled my business because I've hacked it on my own without industry contacts. It's never part of the Cool Kids Club. I don't know any journalists. And I really think that PR is changing because you don't need to depend on other people's relationships anymore. We can hold the gate. We can push the gate down. We actually have the keys to our own story. And I'll share with you exactly how people who's listening to this can also do it themselves too. I love that. The keys to our own story. So important and so empowering. And what a boot camp to put yourself through of cold calling, right? Back in the day, I don't think I've ever even told this story to Jacqueline. I lasted one day doing appointments for Kirby vacuum cleaners. Do you guys know what that Kirby vacuum cleaner is? It used to be a rep for them actually. Yeah. And it was awful. It was so hard. I lasted for one day, maybe not even the full day. Maybe was there for like two hours, longest two hours of my life. So cold calling is really hard. And that's amazing that you went through that, figured out the things, and now you're reteaching it to other people. And you've actually created a methodology around it. Can you get a little bit into your methodology of how you teach people how to pitch themselves? Because I think as product people, we tend to think that we can hide behind our products. And this is something that Jacqueline and I are, you know, pushing or shoving our students to do all the time is learn how to pitch yourself, work that muscle. You know, if I could talk to younger me, I would be like, get out for more than one day on this Kirby job potentially. But, you know, can you get into your methodology and how that evolved? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely want to say that PR is changing. We're all staying at home. No one's going to fancy networking events. And it's okay if you're not a TV personality, you know, like I don't really love to be on camera, but in order to have sustainable income, in order to get your product out to more people, you can't depend on ads, right? We know that ad tracking is going away. You might be targeting a 12 year old playing video games who's in no position to buy your product, especially if you're spending hours on TikTok and Instagram. That's all fine and dandy until you're banned, until the algorithm doesn't like you. So I'm really talking about the long term. What can we do to build SEO? What can we do to build credibility? It's going to be that major domino that's going to let all the other dominoes fall, whether it's getting into an award, a panel, or a retail accelerator. So from all the thousands of times I've cold called and cold pitched, I started to pick up on patterns of when the journalist would respond or read my email. And it really boils down to these three components, which I call CPR. C stands for credibility. P stands for point of view, because remember, experts have point of view and your pitch to the journalist cannot be a sales pitch. It has to be positioning you as an expert. This is key. And the R for CPR stands for relevant. That's the most important part of the pitch. It talks about the season that we're in, whether it's holiday or graduation or summer or winter, that's going to allow you to get to the top of their inbox and get the journalist to respond. The whole point of cold pitching is not to write the story for them. It's just to get them to make a decision. Yes, I'm interested. Tell me more. That's it. That's it. I think a lot of people feel so inundated and they think PR is this really complex puzzle, but it really is just two things. It's writing a pitch and sending it out, writing a pitch and sending it out. And the more you do that, the more you can hone in on your message, the more you can pitch yourself to all kinds of opportunities, whether it's consulting or partnerships. So that's really what the CPR method stands for. And I can definitely give you all kinds of examples of how it applies to every type of business. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing, right? The product-based business owner out there that maybe is a handmade business. I make jewelry or I pour candles or I bake cookies or make caramels. You know, you're saying position yourself as an expert, but how are they even possibly an expert or credibility when they might downplay themselves? So how would somebody brainstorm ways to be able to land those opportunities? Yeah. So in terms of credibility, that's the least important part. It's literally one sentence of I am a founder or I have seen this firsthand in my customers. So I think the energy behind knowing how to transform your marketing pitch, which you all know how to do into a newsworthy pitch is to step away from the product and realize that the journalist is not your customer. They're not going to buy from you. So you have to give them maybe tips or tricks or trends or insights or data or comparison or contrarian point of view or 
something that you're seeing, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking research, right? You can use third-party data. We just want it to sound like you are an expert with a point of view. That's it. There's no legal standard for what an expert is, but the more you make it sound like a sales pitch, the less likely it's going to get covered. So let's go into the actual pitch. I'll give you an example. Around over 60% of people in my PR program are female founders that make physical products. So one of the people I worked with, she makes soaps. So they're just like very unattractive round soaps, zero waste packaging. So she doesn't even have a packaging, right? The CPR pitch that we came up in terms of the credibility was very simple one sentence. You know, she cares about the environment. She really is active in this conscious consumerism trend. Now that's the C in CPR. Now P stands for point of view. Now point of view is three reasons why her product is perfect for the conscious consumer that year. And why is it relevant, right? The R. It's relevant because single-use plastics during COVID is exploding. Like everywhere we go is single-use plastics. So how can we make better decisions as a consumer while following this trend of becoming more sustainable? So ding, ding, that's how her product came to life. And that's how she was able to land Martha Stewart Apartment Therapy, like Philly Magazine, all of the things. And she was a finalist for the Target Retail Accelerator, which by the way, on the application, the last question they ask is, have you been featured in the media? Not how many TikTok followers you have. So think about your product. Think about the problem that is solves every single person that's listening to this. I can bet that you've made a product to solve a problem. It's not just to get rich quick, right? A lot of times while we're building our product, we get further and further away from our why. And we got to do the work to peel away the layers of the onion. So what is the actual message? What are you doing that has nothing to do with your product, right? So for her, it was helping people make better decisions when single-use plastics was everywhere. And it worked. And she's been able to get on so many gift guides and she stopped ads completely because they weren't working for her. I love that. That was such a great example. You know, tons of people sell soap. So it's giving her a great angle of why it matters. Tell us a little bit more about your clients. So you teach them how to do their pitch essentially to get showcased. And then where does it go from there? Like how else can they use their pitch? I feel like when they're pitching, like you said, it would be to retail or even potentially to boutiques and everything like that. They can definitely use their pitch in more than one places, just honing in on it. Yeah. I mean, it's really a way of having a value-driven conversation that's not salesy and about me, 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 right? Because for anything, even me getting onto this podcast and starting that conversation with you, I wasn't like, oh, I need to get more customers. I was like, here's a method, here's a solution. Now, obviously, you know that I have a business, right? I'm not a charity. So I think that a lot of people just need to first figure out how to translate their marketing message into something that is value-driven. So that's number one. And number two is I'll give you an example of why it helps with everything. I had Leanna Gant, who is a cancer survivor. And she had problems taking her medication. There was like all these measuring things. And she came up with a very simple sticker where you can put it onto any size, whether it's like a bottle or whatever medication. And you just rip off the days that you take it. She ended up getting it into, you know, Target and Walmart. And she said, that's only part of the problem is that you can get it into a retailer, but they're not going to do the selling for you. So that's where the CPR method comes in is because now that she's gotten it into a fortune one retailer, how is she going to get eyeballs on her product? Right. They don't help you out with that. Once you're in CVS, they're not doing the marketing for you. So she was able to use a CPR method to get onto Parents Magazine, to speak on podcasts, to speak about her cancer journey and all the different doors started opening for her. So all of a sudden she was not only talking about her product, but also her journey as a mom, her journey as a cancer survivor. So all of these things, and she definitely has a transformation because now she sees how the method can be applied for podcasts, for speaking, for gift guides, even submitting herself for an award. 
That's so important, the value part, because so many times people, business owners, come at it from a point of an I or me. Like, I created this because I wanted this, and me, 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 I, 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 and the customer, the person you're pitching to, the retailer, they're more like, but what about me? Like, how is this going to transform me or my business? Or what's the value you're adding to me? And I think even like you're saying, the rip off on the bottles, her product was like, this was a problem I had that you probably have a very similar problem to this and need a solution. So because of this problem that I had, I've created this for you. And this is how it's going to make your life easier and better. And so I think it's really important. This is such clarity. What you're teaching is yes, it's great for pitching yourself for publicity, but I think it's just great to narrow in on this messaging across the board, like you said. Yeah, I really see it as like a bridge. How many bridges can you draw? Because the more people that come into your universe, the more strong your community is and the more opportunities you have for all kinds of business opportunities. Absolutely. So people are hearing you talk about the CPR method and that they're thinking, okay, great, I've got this, I'm figuring this out. But what do they do with that once they come up with this pitch? So PR is very simple. It's writing a pitch and sending it out, right? As many times as possible. So now that you have the pitch with the CPR method, you're going to have different ones depending on what season you're in, right? So if you make a body butter, you might have one that's for holiday gifting, but you might also have one for summer, winter, eczema, you know, whatever, right? So know that you're going to have different opportunities and different pitches. Now that you have your pitch, you got to send it out. So you got to find the journalists who are covering your beat, whether it's a beauty editor, wellness podcast, or whatever it is. Most of the time, it's probably not going to be the editor-in-chief of Vogue. They're probably doing their own book tour, right? So finding that specific journalist, increasing the touch points by not only sending the email, but following them on Twitter, maybe Instagram or LinkedIn is going to be much better. It makes sense, right? Because even if you're cultivating sales, you want to increase the touch points with your leads. So think about the journalist as a long-term relationship that you're building. Follow their stuff, compliment them, engage with their content. That's only going to help you establish that relationship because guess what? That journalist probably writes four or five or six different outlets. It's very possible that they're a freelancer. So that's why I say like PR is something that just keeps on giving you the ROI, but a lot of people don't want to start it because it's not as easy, I will say, as like spending hours chasing down every customer, but it definitely is one of the highest ROI activities you can do. Can we talk a little bit about timing too? So what you're talking about is establishing like any other relationship. When you have a relationship with retailers, it really is about connections and building that and having it be an authentic connection. But can we talk a little bit about timing? So if you're sending out your pitch, how often should you do it? If they say no, do you take that as a no? Do you repitch them? What does that all look like at the back end of that? Oh, such good questions. I definitely go into it, you know, my PR program, the PR starter pack. But what I recommend my PR members to do is send an email on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Some people might be out of the office. I usually like to send it around 9 a.m. their time. You can schedule sends. That way it's on the top of their email inbox. You want to make your subject lines super specific, super punchy. Don't make it spammy. Don't say something weird like I made you a video or here's your coupon. Make it so that it encapsulates what you're saying, right? Three ways to be more eco-conscious this winter or best gifts for or a picnic for Mother's Day, whatever that is, right? So that's just the quick little tips. Obviously, there's more of that in my program. And then I want you to follow up on social media within 24 hours. The point of that is to basically remind them to check their email. It could be a simple DM by saying, hey, I know since you cover this trend and we're in this season now, I sent you this story with three different trends, or this is the title of the email I sent it on this day. Let me know if you haven't received it. So boom, it does two things. It connects you to their network. And then it tells them to actually go back and check the email. And here's another quick tip. Do not send any emails unless you install an email tracking device. We track everything these days. It's as simple as Googling like a very low cost Chrome extension. If you use Chrome, you can monitor if they're being opened. Because if they're not being open, then you can keep sending and sending and sending again. 
And here's the thing about rejection. A lot of times founders, because it's so unnatural for them, it's not like every day you wake up and you're sending it to journalists. It can seem so intimidating, but the fact that they even respond with like, no, thank you. That means you're getting somewhere. I actually tell people, I want you to get five rejections a week so that you can get so comfortable sending out those pitches, planting those seeds, because you're competing with very aggressive, pushy PR agencies that are getting paid $20,000 a month. So how are you going to be able to own that story? Right. Another thing is I interviewed someone from Business Insider and she says she definitely definitely doesn't respond to all the emails. I mean, there's no way, right? But she has a very unique way of labeling it where she'll label the email possibly for later or spring summer story or whatever that is. And when she is tasked by her editor for the story, she'll go do a quick search in her inbox, quickly pull up the email and say, hey, are you available for a chat? So that's why it's so important to keep pitching, to own that process by setting up like a team at email address. So you have clarity onto who's opening, right? So that way we don't have to depend on someone outside of us and keep putting your name in the hat because you never know when they're going to go back to their email and invite you to actually speak as a part of an article. So good. I want to hear another CPR of another founder that you've worked with. I do too. I think one question I have that's in addition is, does your story change? Because I feel like the relevancy would change, right? So could you give us another example of what you did with your method? Yeah. So obviously we talked about the gift guides, which is all the like Valentine's Day, hot sauce day, whatever Mother's Day, but then there's like the seasonal ones. So I recently wrote one for someone who makes um, jewelry and she actually was a certified like gemologist, or I I forgot what it's called, but she has some kind of certification for making jewelry and a very bootstrapping founder, mompreneur. And the pitch was not about like her jewelry and why it's popular and all it's great. It's about how to pick the best hypoallergenic metals for your summer jewelry. And so it was about things to avoid, right? Because that's kind of a sensitivity thing that people experience in the summertime. Now there's another founder who makes moisturizing sticks. So it's like a stick, you kind of pop it open and you can put it on your face. Great for summer travel bag, right? It could be three things to put uh, in your poolside bag. Or I had another military spouse who makes a bag that's multi-purpose that is lined with waterproof material. And instead of being like, here's the best bag. We talked about how during COVID, this was a great mommy bag for people to bring kids toys and things to keep their kids entertained on the first flight that they were going to take in two years. Right. So it's all different angles, all the different things. I mean, I could go on for hours and hours about these pitches. Those are really fun to listen to. I got to say, I could listen to you for hours. That's going what I was going to say. Those. Hours and hours of more ideas. I love it. <laughs> That's sort of how we work too, because I think the way that our brains work when we're coaching and working with our students up front and close is that we can see further for them. I think so many times, and you probably see this with your founders, is that they get so narrowed into what they're doing, what they're selling, a hook of a story that they think is important. How do they flush that out? How do you help them expand their mind to the possibility of, yes, I make these bags, but can you use it for a plane ride with your kid, which is so specific, but maybe they're like, these are great ideas, but I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. I mean, I think it starts with understanding that it's not about your product and looking at the season that we're in. So using the CPR method, focusing on the relevance. And in my PR program, the PR starter pack, I actually go through the pitches that I wrote that have gotten top tier features. And I go through it line by line. Here's why I wrote the subject line. Here's why I wrote the intro. So you start to just see it from how I write. And then you come up with different ideas, right? And then I offer one-on-one pitch writing. But for most founders, once they're in there, they have the media database, they have all the different pitch templates. It's about honing that skill. And a lot of them are able to just take it and run with it and get featured. I had someone get featured twice in US news in one month in an article called What is Pilates? And this was literally published in 2022. So if you have a limiting belief about, oh, well, what I have is not important anymore, like it's not interesting, they are still publishing articles about what is Pilates in 2022. So there is always an opportunity to pitch at every single level, every audience. The world is your oyster, but you really have to shift your mindset. 
So good. So what's one tip that you could give our product bosses that you could tell them to help them with pitching? Well, obviously watch my PR masterclass. You'll see exactly how the pitch is, but just think about getting into one gift guide, how that's going to be able to save you so much money and give you ROI. So just like what I said with the zero waste soap brand, think about what's happening. Let's say you make cheese instead of being like, here are three flavors, whatever. Think about what's hip, what's trending. Maybe the hipsters like some weird kale vegan cheese. I don't know. It could be something that's interesting (laughs) to pair it with their, yeah. Those hipsters for sure. Right. So something that's interesting, something that's not so obvious. I wrote a pitch for someone who makes sparkling juices. She makes non-alcoholic wines. And instead of the most obvious pitch, which is really the top layer of an onion and all about getting to that juicy core, we peeled back the layer and it wasn't five reasons why you should drink less. It was literally about how the sober curious movement, because there's like hashtag on social media, sober curious, people were dabbling in the sober curious lifestyle, whether or not that's going to survive a pandemic. So no, they found something. <laughs> it may not be alcohol, but so you pitched it in that Because it was more yeah. relevant to the social media, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Incredible, incredible ways to think. And I love that you're talking about all these points because it definitely resonates with the way that we teach as well in terms of it's more than their product. It's more than what they're selling. It's how it makes the customer feel. And you're talking about it from a different perspective too, of like how do we connect in the way that the economy is like the downturn of the economy. And a lot of people are talking about that. This is the way, like you said, ROI, it's not Instagram and TikTok, but what you're learning, what they learn inside of your program can be used in that way. So instead you could do a TikTok about hashtag sober curious, there could be a whole TikTok on it. And it just brings that clarity where you're saying, okay, I'm pitching about this, but this also makes sense to my customers and makes it relevant. I'm not saying bye, 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 but I'm making it super relevant Mm -hmm. for them. Or it could be simply contrarian where not into this sober curious oh. it fail. <laughs> I love that. That's actually one of the top. So I did a podcast episode on top 10 angles anyone can pitch and a contrarian one is actually one that's really popular. And it doesn't mean that you're saying like the earth is flat. It could just be like, here's what the other gurus are saying. And another thing you just made me think of another angle. I had someone who makes like a lipstick, you know, it's, it's lipstick, it's organic. She DM me and she's like, you know, I need to figure out like what to write about. My inclination is to write something about clean beauty. And I said, okay, that's great. Those get featured. We have tons of those in the starter pack, but I noticed that you're Asian American. And I noticed that you used to work in Hollywood as a makeup artist. And that was right around the time during the shootings. Remember like when 20 like Thai massage therapists got shot and it was like this like Asian. So I was like, what if you pitch something around the stereotypes around Asian identity and how Asians are portrayed in Hollywood because you used to do the makeup and she pitched it and Cosmo wanted her to write from her experience an op-ed about how the romanticization about Asians is literally killing us because the fact that we're not properly represented. And that was on the front page of cosmo.com wow that's the front page and she like natural lips but then it turns her into this face that represents the brand that stands for something oh yeah because she had a unique point of view as an asian american artist and seeing that there's literally like zero asian people in hollywood and if they are they're very stereotypical right so I love that. Incredible. So good. I mean, we keep talking for hours and hours about all these ideas. (laughs) So I guess I just want to talk about why it's important to determine the problem to help their customers overcome it, right? So we're getting into this and we're kind of talking about that, right? And so people are thinking, okay, well, what's my story, right? Because I think, again, what we're talking about here is the idea of, yes, we can pitch, PR. This is a way to blow up your business in the way of like SEO searchability. We've had some of our students use PR to get on the Today Show and Good Morning America and have some really great moments in time. Those don't last forever, but in that moment, it shifted them to another level. So, but again, with this idea of the economy shifting and connecting deeply with customers, is there any other tips that you can give anyone or how they can use your method for that? 
Well, I think for me, pitching yourself onto one podcast, that's six pieces of content. That's reels, audiograms, graphics, quotes, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube. I encourage every single person who's listening to pitch themselves onto a podcast, whether it's large, small, whether it's not about your product, whether it's about you being from wherever, there's going to be a podcast. Not, not ours that. though. But this one is so good. Think about that. <laughs> It'll be practice. You know, and, and all for speaking, you know, I use a CPR method to get a very early stage startup to speak at South by Southwest. And, wow. you know, that was like, you know, back in 2018. They went on to raise like $500 million, but it's really about shifting your mindset from what's the product spec, what's the ROI, sell, 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 and then stepping back and positioning yourself as a leader and looking at the trends, the insights, what's happening in the market. I worked with someone who was like 22 years old. She was making gold bracelets and Etsy kicked her off the platform because they had very aggressive policies about like how you have to provide free shipping. And she's like, well, wait a minute. Etsy is all about small business. So I found this to be very contradictory. So she ended up like a journalist who like covered like e-commerce. And they actually had an interview like right in there because she basically was, you know, here's Etsy saying that I'm not saying like Etsy's bad or good, but I'm just saying Etsy and Amazon's not going to come after you if right. you like on the of something bigger that's happening. Right. Which, you know, and that was a big conversation in our community as well was Etsy and, you know, my mom's an Etsy seller and she's always like, they're on the customer side more than the maker side. So I get it. But then it's like, but aren't you on our side? So that's such a great pitch as well. So how, if somebody want to get into this, like, how do we learn about, you know, what our CPR method, how could they, how could they work with you? Well, I'm on all the things. So Gloria Chow, it's C-H-O-U-P-R. And I have a podcast called Small Business PR, interview journalists, gift guide editors, all that. But if you want to watch the actual method, the CPR method in text form, word for word, I revealed two pitches on my masterclass. You can watch that today at GloriaChowPR.com slash masterclass. Amazing. Awesome. Well, it's been amazing, Gloria. You did such a phenomenal job. I don't know how anybody can't listen to this and get like a million tips. You just gave so many. And even I feel like just lit up by all these ideas. So thank you so much for being on and being so generous with all of your advice. And we're also going to be on your podcast. So everyone make sure to subscribe to both podcasts, take a listen. There's going to be so much goodness and check out that incredible webinar. That's going to teach you some more. So thanks again. Thank you. One more thing, a gift to your followers. If they DM me the word product boss, I will give them a free podcast pitching template. It's been featured on business insider because I really do believe that no matter what you do, what you make, you deserve to tell your story. So DM me the word product boss. I will give you the pitch template that's gotten me onto so many podcasts. And so you can do it too. Hey, small business hero. Did you know that you can get featured for free on outlets like Forbes, the New York times, Marie Claire, pop sugar, and so many more, even if you're not yet launched or if you don't have any connections, that's right. That's why I invite you to watch my PR secrets masterclass, where I reveal the exact methods thousands of bootstrapping small businesses use to hack their own PR and go from unknown to being a credible and sought after industry expert. Now, if you want to land your first press feature, get on a podcast, secure a VIP speaking gig, or just reach out to that very intimidating editor, this class will show you exactly how to do it. Register now at GloriaChowPR.com slash masterclass. That's GloriaChowCHOUPR.com slash masterclass. So you can get featured in 30 days without spending a penny on ads or agencies. Best of all, this is completely free. So get in there and let's get you featured.